Welcome to Where is the Church Prison Edition. I am here with Alex Burnett. I'm really excited to sit down and talk with you, Alex. Um, I know that you shared a little bit of um, some of what you're doing in Ilford, and I'm excited to hear more about that. And I know those who are listening uh, are as well. Um, so let's start by this. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, your background, where you've come from, that sort of uh, vibe, so we get to know Alex Burnett. Okay, right. Um, well, as you know, my name is Alex Burnett, and I am married, uh, have been married for almost 35 years now, I have two young ladies in my, uh, who are my daughters. Um, they've done exceptionally well academically and otherwise. Um, my, let me see, my, I've done things like life coaching, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. You know, I did that for about 10 years. I, I still do it on a part-time basis. Uh, taught at a primary school for a number of years as well. Um, had my own business, my wife and I, years ago, we set up a, a little business, uh, importing, uh, which was quite challenging, but at the same time was quite lucrative. Um, uh, yeah, we, that, that's it in a nutshell. I, I could tell you a lot more, but um, I don't want to bore you. <laughs> uh, no, not bored at all. I, I really love the fact as well that you're you're a life coach. You've started your own business. You you certainly seem like you're someone who is a bit of a risk taker that sees the possibilities. And even though there are challenges, mm -hmm. um, you're willing to try and find a route through that. That alone is quite inspiring to to me. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's um, life in on a whole in general is a challenge and uh, you, you sometimes have to just try to with god's help think out of outside of the box you know just because um certain people have tried certain things and have failed it doesn't necessarily mean that you would and, and that's what i found you know yeah absolutely right so you you were also um part of a a church community in ilford Yes. Um, and you were starting a project um, regarding the, the idea of prison ministries. You want to talk a little bit about that? Okay, right. I'd like to just say before I um, delve into that particular um, talk, um, I actually started off with the Woodgreen Church, um, and they were attending ones of prison. And I stayed with them, I think it was about two years. This is uh, over 20 years ago now. <laughs> and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the work, you know, um, talking to prisoners, praying with them. Um, but the time came when I felt, well, a, a colleague and, my, uh, and myself, her name's Geraldine, we decided that, well, we, we felt that we could do this ourselves. And so we felt that let's, let's see if we can leave this group and get into, you know, one or two other prisons. So we took the time to discuss the matter and we prayed about it. 
And to cut a long story short, I called the Rochester prison. And it was quite funny. Um, I left a message and I just made my way to work. I left the message with the Rochester prison, asking them if it was possible that we could go in for an interview and talk about what we can do, what we can do to help um, the prisoners in, in terms of um, a service like um, singing, praying with the prisoners and preaching with them, etc. So that's how it started. And, oh, and <laughs> I remember also, as I was making my way to work, um, my mobile phone went off and lo and behold, it was the prison. And they asked, is my name Alex Burnett? And I said, yes. And they said, well, this is Rochester Prison. We got your message. Are you able to come for an interview on Wednesday? And I said, yes, even though I hadn't said anything to my superiors, I said, yes, because I was, my mind was on this work. <laughs> and um, it was quite funny. I, after going to the interview, they asked if we could do a trial run and we, we haven't looked back since then. This was around 20 years ago now. And yes, and so that's how it started. Um, coming to, back to your question about the... Before you go on, okay, go on. could I interject if, if possible? Because you said some interesting things there. There was certainly, you seem certainly driven by passion. Um, there was something about it, and you mentioned right at the beginning when you were at Wood Green uh, that you thoroughly enjoyed uh, what you were doing, and it seemed like that sparked an interest to expand and, and take uh, what you were doing to different prisons. What was it specifically, if you could put uh, your finger on it, that, that really gave you that joy um, from working in the prisons? Wow. Um... Oh, there was a number of, oh, I, I could, oh, <laughs> all right. Um, to, as we presented the word of God, we sang, I could see that the prisoners was thoroughly enjoying what we were presenting to them. The, the, um, after the meetings, they would come to us and hug us and thank us. There was one particular time when Pastor McFarlane uh, preached, Don McFarlane, he preached. And after his sermon, one man, one young man, he ran up to Pastor McFarlane, hugged him and thanked him and said, Pastor, will you pray for me? I love that sermon, that, that sermon was for me. And Pastor McFarlane just embraced him and prayed with, for him at that moment. Um, so those are some of the areas or reasons why it, I suppose, inspired me to go that extra mile. Um, I was able to give a testimony, which again, they appreciated. And it, it was just a joy to be there. 
you know, the, the, the prisoners appreciated us and, and so did the chaplain. So these are some of the um, reasons why I felt that, let's say, push to expand and to, to leave this group and to set up, set up by myself. Well, with my church, I should say. Yeah, and that, that I think seems really important to me because sometimes there is this feeling that um, the, the word of God, the, the installation of hope in people is not really there. Uh, we do it on a, a, on a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. We come, it's uh, more ritualistic. But what you're saying is you could tangibly see hope growing and birthing in yeah. these individuals and that really inspired you to say i need to go and do this yeah. um with with others yeah. and i think that that's important to highlight because i i think it's it's profound to to know the impact and the effect that uh, the message of god can have mm -hmm. in and uh, the life of of an individual but i i, I digressed um can, can yes I, you you were going yes I, go I, on go I, on add another thing now what we also learned while we were at uh, attending the ones of prison was that this is what the chaplain told us that after we left the prisoners would be singing those songs that we had taught them in addition to that um, it was said that the prison itself was calmer. As a matter of fact, the, the um, violence had actually gone almost down to zero after we left, you know? So it, it's just, I said to myself, yes, I want to do this. Yeah, well, so <laughs> that's why I'm still doing it. That's, it has given me so much joy inside to do it. Yeah, I can certainly see that foundation that that was laid there and and uh, the uh, the passion that God has placed on your heart and that that's now led you to the path of Ilford. Um, and uh, before I interjected, you were going to to mention a little bit. T tell us a little bit more about that. About Ilford Church. Okay. And the the ministry that you were going to set up. Okay. Good. Right. Um... The Ilford Church has been very, very supportive of, because as I said, um, I left the Woodgreen group to set up this ministry at the Ilford Church. Now, it was said that I didn't have the experience and um, the know-how, I had only <laughs> been doing it for a very short period, but I just felt that I needed to do this. And there's a, a gentleman by the name, I want I, I to actually, yeah, I can say his name. His name is Eugene Martin. He's a member of our church, and he was one who really gave me a lot of encouragement. Eugene Martin and my good wife, you know, those two, they really encouraged me. And, and um, 
as a result of going to Rochester prison, uh, my wife decided that, you know, because we would attend Rochester together and she felt that preaching and singing and praying was good, but she felt that we needed to do a bit more. And so she asked if we could do some mentoring and, vis or, and visiting. And that's where I suppose I ex extended my um, gifts and, 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 and what I wanted to do. Um, as a result of visiting, I, I was a visit, simply a visitor. My wife was a mentor at the prison. As a result of visiting, I, again, I found that the prisoners, oh, oh I've just got to say this as well. <laughs> Rochester did say to me that this is the first time that they will, was going to allow someone who, from the outside, who's not really that experienced in visiting to come in and visit, sit down with complete strangers. And I, I said to myself, wow, this is a, <laughs> this is a challenge. Anyway, to cut a long story short, went to visit the young men. At that time, it was a Young Offenders Institute. Sat down, visited them, talked to them, laughed with them. And as I said, this, it was a trial, by the way. And some, about three days later, the chaplain called me and said, Alex, every one of those prisoners said that they liked you. So would you mind coming on a regular basis to visit them? And I said, yes, I would. I'd be happy to do so, you know. Um, coming back to the rehabilitation center, okay, that was to simply to, let me see, it was for ex-offenders and our idea was to discourage them from re-offending. Um, we had a number of counsellors, motivational speakers. We even had um, an office where we was going to work, do, do this work in. Um, the aim at first was to have the rehabilitation center at the church, but um, it was felt it wasn't a good idea for various reasons. So that's the reason why we decided to have this at in a different um, area and, 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 and space. Um, now, the, what was wonderful is that the, the um, when we put everything down on paper to say what we was going to do and how we got professionals on board, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the, 
they knew they knew what we were doing in the, the prison. Okay, this this is Cookingwood, by the way. And and again, that's a, a young offenders institute. And they they asked me to come in for an interview because they would they said that they they like what we are doing or or, or, or like what we are planning to do. And could I come in and sit down and allow them to ask me one or two other questions? Unfortunately, COVID came in and we were unable to do anything. Um, it, it, it was due to start in April of 2020, um, but unfortunately that's when um, we had a lockdown. So since then we haven't actually um, done anything in that area of uh, rehabilitation, re rehabilitating the prisoners. Um, yeah. So um, you not only were you you started at uh, at uh, Wood Green and you you expanded out, but even with your expansion where you were doing the the preaching, the teaching, the sermons, the praying, um, you felt um, encouraged by your wife and others. Let's do more. So you branched out bigger uh, with the aim of uh, rehabilitating and reducing reoffending. Yeah. Um, and you were due to start in April. Yeah. Uh, this, this is, um, uh, it's quite a testament because not only have you been able to build the relationships with the prison, but it seems that you've um, created a, a structure and a mechanism that would allow you to facilitate these new um, skills. Um, now, COVID has stopped you. Um, <laughs> starting. Um, so what have you been doing in the meantime? Have you been preparing or thinking about what it would be like when you go back in or are you just biding your time now? What, what's, what's happening? Okay. Um, basically what we've been doing is keep trying to keep in contact with the, the prison um, speaking with the chaplain to find out if we could do some recorded programs and send them in, um, trying to send in material. Okay, um, we've because we found it very very difficult. Um, the chaplain did say that um, they've received so many. Um, a lot of literature from other organizations that they basically said that they didn't want or need anymore. So unfortunately, we were unable to do that. Um, they did say that they will think about um, allowing Zoom presentations into the prison. Um, we're still waiting. Um, but while we're biding our time, we've been able to contact a number of people who were ex-offenders um, who have now turned their lives around and they are giving some very powerful testimonies on how their lives were changed and how it's not wise to go down the road of um, gang warfare, 
um, robbery or whatever. Um, so that that's an, an area that we're looking at right now. And um, I, I will have, by God's grace, this Sabbath coming, this Saturday coming, uh, a program which will be aired at, um, this, this Saturday at 4 p.m. at the Ilford Essential Church. Excellent, excellent. It, it, it just brings out once again that this is in your bones, it's in your DNA, yeah. it's yeah. it's something that yeah. um, it's it doesn't seem like an obligation or a duty per se, but it's more out of a passion and a need, it, the, the compulsion. We're, we're coming down close to the end, but when you reflect um, on your whole um, history, with working in prisons. Mm -hmm. um, how do you see uh, the, the role of local church um, Christians fitting into that scheme, into that sphere? Um, do you see their importance um, or is it something that you you would invite those who God has placed that in in their hands to to also take this up? How how has your experience shaped your thinking on the role of of, of the church and Christians in the the um, act of prison ministries? Okay, that's an interesting question. Um, I remember the chaplain one day called me aside. This was a number of years ago. It's probably. We see roughly eight, maybe 10 years ago, maybe, yeah, around that era. She said to me this, that when Christians go in, that, and, and do a service, they, they preach, teach, pray, and mentor, and, and, and visit, that, we are getting an 80, 80% success rate. In other words, only 20% reoffend, which I thought was very, very encouraging. Um, where do I see? In addition to that, I, 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 what I've also found is that when We've taken the time to pray with individuals, okay? Because we will, I, I know it's not always advisable to do what I'm about to say, but there's times when we have gone right up to uh, prisoners, we've held their hands and we've prayed with them. And they have actually said to a number of us that they feel so much better as a result of it. They, they, they said things like, oh, something has happened to me. Something, there's got to be a God, you know, things like that. Um, there's been times when, oh, yes, we've given them booklets. And um, there's one particular book that we have, I can't remember the name of it, but we only gave them to a handful of the prisoners, well, the, those who attended the service. And within about four days, the chaplain called me 
and asked me if I could bring some more of those books in for their staff and other prisoners. They were asking. So it inspired them so much, you know. Um, basically, it was how to become a Christian. You know, that's it in a nutshell. Um, I, I feel that the role of the Christian in ministering to the prisoners is of great importance. Um, as I said before, um, we've learned that prisoners have, after we've left, they've gone back to their cells singing. The prison itself has been much calmer. And, and what's more, oh, there's been times when they have just changed. They, 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 <laughs> a number of them have, and this is coming from the chaplaincy, have said that they would like, after they have left prison, they are now attending our churches. As a matter of fact, I've learned that some of them have become elders and deacons and deaconesses, you know? So I feel it's very important. Oh, and I want to say this as well. There was an experience which, this isn't my experience, this is one of the um, others who experienced this. He said that after he had preached in the prison, one young man who was rather tall and broad and was considered bad. And he was feared by most, if not all, the prisoners. He listened to the message. And as he left the chapel, which the prison, you know, of the prison, uh, someone ran up to him and punched him as hard as they could in his stomach. He fell to the ground and he looked at the man who had punched him. And the man now was rather scared because he knew that this man was extremely strong and rather violent. But that man, because he heard the message, yes, he was in pain, but while he was on the ground, he looked up at the man and cried out, I'm not gonna do anything to you because Jesus has now come into my heart. So I'm not going to touch you. And things like that as I suppose, encouraged me to continue in this work. You know, I, I've got, oh, I could talk to you for hours about the various experiences, the positive experiences that we've had. We've had some challenges as well, you know, but I find that when you, if you're determined and you're focused that, yes, the challenges will come along, but God has a way of making a way for you. You know, we could, you know, as a group, we will come together and pray. Sometimes we will cry. Sometimes we will become discouraged. But at the same time, what I have learned is that when you are determined, when you're focused, God will make a way. Wow. 
Alex, thank you so much. That's a wonderful, inspiring way to to close um, our our interview today. Um, it just reinforces the the whole idea that there is power in the ministry of taking the the gospel into um, prisons to the prisoners, uh, even the the ex offenders who are outside, uh, and it reinforces the idea of why we are doing this. Uh, where is the church this this program started out of covid because buildings were closed and it felt that the church ministries were closed but actually what we've realized is church is not a building it is a people and with people where god has placed uh, a passion and a desire on their hearts no building um, can, can stop that. We've heard a wonderful story here. If you would like to get involved in prison ministries, uh, we have our link on the website, whereisthechurch.co.uk. Visit our website um, and just sign up and we will be in contact with you. And you too, if God has placed this on your heart, you too could have the experiences that Alex is sharing here today. So thank you so much. Thank you for, for your time. And Alex, thank you once again. It's a pleasure. That's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.